Charlotte Legacy League. Next on Eternal Dirtles. Hello and welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark. And with me this week, Charlie Hearn from the Charlotte Legacy League. Charlie, how are you doing, man? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Great, great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. So well, what we want to talk about uh, this this week is sort of, uh, so you, you help run the Charlotte Legacy League, or do you run it uh, by yourself? Uh, I'm the creator of it. Uh, and I have a couple guys who give me a hand uh, building Excel spreadsheets and uh, helping with uh, awesome. getting everything together. So. Great. So we want to talk about the Charlotte Legacy League, sort of an archetype uh, for, for Legacy Leagues as a whole and how and how like that can be, you know, that process can sort of be duplicated and, and uh, create sort of a community uh, all around for for everybody uh, in their like local meta. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, so yes, first off, tell me tell me about the Charlotte Legacy League. So, what got you guys started doing this? So, uh, the Legacy League came about uh, from a guy I was uh, I met playing modern. Uh, he came up from Florida. His name's Andres. He kicked the absolute out of me in modern, and then asked me if I wanted to play Legacy. I didn't know what, what it was really. Uh, so you know, he showed me a couple of deck lists and everything like that. Uh, so I originally bought into at the time. Uh, the Renin Six Delver deck, uh, which I uh, absolutely yes. despised. Uh, <laughs> I was a big fan, <laughs> uh, but that's that's how I got into Legacy. Uh, the The league came about because him and I were playing uh, in between rounds of Modern, and then we just decided to start uh, going to our LGS on a Monday night to play. And uh, we, you know, as people were showing up, we'd ask them if they want to play with us, and uh, you know, so I started building more and more decks to loan out to people. And once, you know, that kind of got going, uh, the league uh, made sense because I wanted people to have an, a reason to come play every Monday night. Yeah. Uh, and so for about six to eight months, we played Legacy without a league. And then last year we started uh, the league and uh, kicked it off from there. Kind of. That's thing. awesome. So it, 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 it's like play, you play this at your local, at your local store. Yes, and then it's sort of, ha and then you have sort of a continuity uh, through that event that way. Yes, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, because uh, I, I, you know, I like I, I run, uh, run, I uh, play in a uh, like a webcam league that's that's Philly local. Okay, but, you know, like every everyone basically just stays at home. You know, occasionally we'll meet up somewhere to to, to play a match or whatever. But that yeah, you know, it's just run through like a couple of guys at, through through a Discord server. But we do have like, you know, because it's a webcam league, occasionally like people that used to live in Philly or whatever, are like, yeah, I still, you know, I, I'm kind of grandfathered in from the league and, and, and sure. whatnot. Yeah. yeah. So you have sort of an overarching goal for the league where like, you know, you, you're winning your prizes normally like at, at the, you know, at the local level, but then you have uh, sort of, you have sort of like a, a like season prize or something like that i, I do on? i do so we have four seasons uh works uh quarterly uh just like uh like just business. like the seasons yeah just like seasons <laughs> right uh we have you know january through march uh and then so on and so forth four seasons uh in each season uh the top two players uh who accumulate the most points uh get an invite to a, a 1k at the end of the year uh that's you know no buy-in for them uh it's it's part of the the elite to get them to you know continue coming kind of thing so we do three points based on uh, a win one point based on a uh, draw and you get one point for showing up so you can accumulate which is important uh because yeah. we have a uh, a players tournament at the end of the year 
that if you accumulate 100 points over the entire year, uh, it's a free uh, $500 tournament uh, for all the players who uh, who qualify for it. Um, and then we have two 1Ks uh, throughout the year. Uh, it's going to be the last two quarters of the year. We have one coming up this this Sunday uh, where you get nice. 20 points just for coming to play in it kind of thing. And if you win, oh, awesome. uh, you get an automatic invite to it. So if a, someone from out of town comes in and wins kind of thing, uh, they'll get an invite to the players tournament. So it's a catch-up mechanic for the players who can't make it every week or uh, or maybe struggling or they like playing uh, – their pet deck and it doesn't line up well with the meta. Yeah. I think that's great because one of the things I I've learned from, from leagues is that, uh, you know, you can get people that, that get hyper competitive about the league and it can, it can at times kill some of the fun that Mm -hmm. people want to have. So when you have those, those systems that incentivize people to be able to just show up and play a pet deck or or whatnot, but not fall necessarily behind everybody else, just because like a perfect example is Phil on miracles, right? Right. Right. Uh, You know, if, if you were to take take uh, away, you know, like that's everyone knows Phil for playing Miracles. Uh, but if you were to take that away from Phil, I mean, what what would we have? We just have a guy playing back to basics uh, in, in a, like a mono blue or, mo- or blue black deck or something. Like right. That. And he'd be and, miserable. And, yeah. And, and that's yeah. It, well, that that's the thing is, is when you do do those sort of tournaments where it incentivizes co- competition. That's great. But when it incentivizes things like uh, one of the, one of my locals ran ran a league where uh it was it was literally like every win you got got you a point or something like that mm-hmm. and people would started to collude which was which was an issue because uh that you know uh people would be like hey i'll give you my entire prize pool uh to give me the win at the end of the tournament because that's worth like nine points or something like that right and and uh the epilogue to that story was that once we got like because everyone was just like no you know they didn't say what the prize was or anything and everyone was like oh my god it's gonna be amazing this is like 2013 2012 mm-hmm. everyone was playing like return to ravnica standard at the time uh and and when it got to the time for the for the big players tournament at the end you know the people who missed by a little bit were pretty upset with themselves and and you know uh it it, it got them a little bit soured on coming back and playing in the game but then the prize was terrible it was not terrible per se but you would expect like you know giving up all these packs to like you know, make the first place and get these points and everything. And then the prize was like uh, an underground C for first place, which at the time was like $200. Right. And, and like a box split amongst the other people in the top eight. And I was like, (laughs) wow. Like, I'm kind of glad that I didn't like get too hyped up about this. Also, I I was a bartender at the time. So it took place on a Saturday. So I couldn't, so you couldn't go anyway. So like, Imagine, but imagine like at the time, if I would have taken off work and work was like two, $300 a Saturday night, sure. right? Uh, to like win a 200, like if I won, I won like $200, you know, like, and, and, you know, we do that all the time for magic. We're like, oh, I'll take off work and I'll go to this big event or whatever. And I'll scrub out and be like, whatever, I came to have a good time. Right. But when you spend so much of your time focusing on the, that, like brass ring and mm-hmm. then the brass ring just turns out to be crap, <laughs> pretty upset about it so i think it's to go back to what i was saying i think it's really important that you have those 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 systems that incentivize uh people people coming in and being able to catch up and not going like hyper aggressive and and uh finding finding ways to like kind of game the system right and we had uh we had that last year one time someone wanted to trade you know store credit to, to their opponent to uh to get the win because they were very close to qualifying kind of thing and we nipped that in the butt right there kind of yeah. thing. And like, we've never had an issue from it since, um, you know, 
people are very competitive there. We have very competitive players. Uh, as you know, we've got guys that uh, top eight at the five k in uh, in Raleigh. Uh, we had you know Killian who won the Oklahoma City uh, land yeah. run. Uh, you know, we had Wayne who won a duel uh, up at the Gathering Place uh, cash tournament, I think. So we have some very competitive guys. So. Yeah. yeah, and I can see how, how you know, you, you know, it, Magic is already sort of a pay-to-win game right. at, at times. Uh, but making it like a direct pay-to-win situation is never fun. But I think the other thing that's nice is that uh, beyond incentivizing, uh, you know, hey, play in this tournament and you get points towards this tournament. Uh, if I'm not mistaken your players tournament is there is a buy-in to, to that tournament. Like you can play it as a, as a regular player. Uh, yeah. So yeah. we haven't come up with a mount yet for the players tournament for anyone who, because this is the first year for it. Uh, we haven't really come up with it. It's probably just going to be like a dollar a point, which I know sounds really expensive. Uh, especially like if it's, you know, you have no points, uh, but uh, all the money goes back into the league to fund yeah. the league kind of thing. Um, yeah. You know, we just uh, we just got our YouTube channel going uh, last week. Uh, oh, nice! So we'll have that link below as well. Yeah, so that was not cheap uh, to get uh, a, a computer to do it, uh, to get the camera to do it. I'm borrowing the scaffolding at the moment, but I'm looking at buying that next. Yeah. Uh, you know, people don't take into consideration how much uh, it costs to uh, just get a YouTube channel going, kind of thing. Um, and yeah, then the time that. involved. Yeah, right. Yeah, you guys know. Uh, and then the time involved in it, you know, uh, I've found that it's around like, you know, four to five minutes for every minute of content for editing kind of thing. At, at least. Yeah. Right. Like we have a video today that uh, I was I was talking to, uh, you know, some of the other guys that I, you know, we trade editing stories and stuff. And I was like, I just put out a five minute video and it took me six and a half hours to, to like Because right. it took me just, just filming it took me 26 minutes to do to get five minutes of usable content like i you know, right right and then and then on top of that you have to cut all that down edit it and i've gotten much better at editing over time but like you still you know it takes it takes a while to get to get everything to where it needs to be then i have to download all the images and cards and everything and and like i think that a lot of people don't realize that like you know it's not just hey film this thing do this and moving on and not to mention then on top of that you're always trying to learn how to how to make it better right yeah faster better easier kind of thing like yeah. in the two weeks that i've been doing this like i've learned more about editing than i you know than i ever knew before kind of thing from watching youtube videos and just trial and error so many times that i've you know actually deleted like the part of the video i didn't want to delete oh. and i was like oh god damn it yeah. thank god for control z right <laughs> exactly right control z <laughs> is a lifesaver uh yeah. so yeah that's it's been very interesting uh but yeah, yeah. One of, yeah. the, one of the things that uh, I, I do personally is is every month mm -hmm. I will put I will set aside for, for the channel. I will set aside uh, a day, like eight hours mm -hmm. that I will spend only learning like new new format and processes for yeah. for uh, for YouTube and for for either for YouTube or for uh, just editing in general. Right. So one of the I, I was using like uh, Udemy uh, course that was like 30 hours of like mm -hmm. how to do editing and stuff that's something that's like you know and we have like a patreon for that but that's something that's like really great to invest in because it just makes the process easier it means that you can make more videos faster right know? 
yeah, the, my content's based on the league. So, you know, right yeah. now I can only record three videos uh, a, a night kind of thing. So, like, I don't have that much. So, like, we do a, a vintage on Saturdays uh, once a month. So, like, I, I recorded vintage uh, on Saturday so I could practice more uh, yeah. editing kind of thing. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's always nice to have that, like, that guaranteed content coming in. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, makes it easier to to figure all that stuff out. Yeah. So one of the things I wanted to talk about, well, well you know, where, where we can find this, you've got a, you've got the YouTube channel, obviously, mm-hmm. and we've got that link below. You've got the Facebook page mm-hmm. and then you have charlottelegacyleague.com as well. All those will be, all those will be linked below, obviously. Um, but uh, so you had a couple of, uh, you had a couple of interesting questions about, about legacy as a format that I, I, I wanted to go over, but th- there's, did you want to say anything else about the league in specific before we move on to another topic? Um, just that, you know, I'm grateful for the community that, uh, has built around the league and the people who come, uh, like we have people who drive an hour to come play on Monday night, which is, you know, it's, it's, it's insane. The support that, uh, everybody gives us, uh, you know, from the player base, uh, my LGS Parker Banner, Kenton Wayne, you know, they, they are, you know, great for helping me uh, get this going and uh, promoting it uh, for me as well as, you know, supporting the store credit and everything like that. Uh, because not only, you know, do you qualify for the, the tournament at the end of the year, uh, you know, if you win three, you know, if you go three Oh, you get $20 in store credit back and it's a $5 buy-in. Yeah, so it's great. like, you know, the store supporting us uh, is, you know, fantastic. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's about it. Eternal Dirtles is proud to be sponsored by Moxfield. Moxfield is the best Magic the Gathering deck building website on the internet. You can create, share, and find decks from Commander to Legacy and even fan-supported formats like Premodern and Old School. You can see all of our decks on our Moxfield. Follow the links below to stay tuned. Yeah. So, yeah. So, let's talk. I, I, I wanted to bring up some uh, some interesting points that, that you had here uh, about, about, like, Legacy in general. And I think... Uh, one of the one of the things you were talking about, uh, and I don't know if this is the situation for the league, but uh, you mentioned something about full proxy. Is is the league full proxy as well? The, the, pro- the league is full proxy, that's as amazing. well as the the legacy one uh, k that's this Sunday is also full proxy. Uh, it's you know you mentioned about you you know it's pay to win in legacy uh, tabernacles, mox diamonds, LEDs, dual, blue dual lands, like all those things are astronomically expensive to a normal person. Uh, that just wants to play magic. Um, I was a big anti-proxy person, and I was ready to die on that hill. Uh, I was two, there with you yeah. two years ago, yeah. and uh, a, a great competitor, uh, you know, Dalton Osman, uh, who plays standard, uh, modern pioneer. He plays everything. Um, you know, we were having a conversation in a chat, and you know. I was ready to die on the hill. And then he just was like, I don't want to play against your wallet. I want to play against you. Uh, And other people will come play if they don't have to worry about how much money it costs. Yeah. And at first I was like, you know, uh, maybe 15 proxies kind of thing. And then I just said, screw it. Let's, let's do full proxy. Uh, we saw our numbers go from like eight to 10 people a week to 20 plus people a week when we allowed that. Awesome. And almost every single person who comes to the league is enfranchised now. They own multiple 
it was multiple decks. You start, you start playing the game and you're like, this is amazing. And then you're like, I guess I will buy duels. I guess I will buy ancient tombs. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and it went from me having to provide, you know, decks for everyone to come play to everyone else has decks to loan out to everyone else. And they've taken up the mantle and they are, you know, supporters and, uh, and they want legacy to grow as well. Yeah. So proxies are amazing uh, when it comes to getting people to come out and try a format. And I, there's no other way around it, especially yeah, for think, something that costs this much. I think always for, for me, what, uh, what I realized was that the giant hump to get over was convincing the LGS that people, that one people would show up, but two, that people would eventually start buying singles from them once they got into the format and and by making it harder for people to get to the format they were literally just sitting on cards that they could that, that people would be enticed to buy if they were able to like get a chance to cast a brainstorm and then fetch a land you know like absolutely if they, got, if they just got to see those play patterns they would immediately be like this is great i always this is exactly what makes me feel like i'm having a blast i, I feel like a powerful wizard and now like i uh, the, the payoff is that then those people generally end up going, you know what? Like I, I love this format. It's fun to play. I'm going to invest. I'm going to start buying cards to, to do this because yeah, your local, your local might offer full proxies, but like you can't go to SCG or right. uh, eternal weekend and, and whatnot. So there is incentive still to, to do that. I think if I've learned anything uh, from my experience with all this stuff is that uh, vintage, almost every vintage event that's not Eternal Weekend is is some number of proxies. Normally right. it's 15, sometimes it's full proxy. And it's a it's a format that I just vastly enjoy when I don't have to really like go out of my way to buy extra cards. Sure. Um and and like, you know, it was it was a format where like there's there's tons to do in either either legacy or vintage. But one of the cool things about the vintage format is it's so underexplored because not so many people get to play that there's so much innovation that happens when you allow new people into the format. And I think that's, that's an argument for allowing uh, proxies in uh, legacy as well, because people decide like, Oh, okay, well, like I play modern primarily, I'm going to try and play zoo in legacy with these cards. And, and what happens is just pe more people are innovating. The format becomes more fun. And like, let's not, let, let's not beat around the bush. New players means easier wins for older players at the very beginning, at, at the start, you know, at like the start, yeah. people are just going to make, people are just going to make those, those uh, mistakes early on. That means free credit for the, for the uh, old heads that, that have been playing right. until those players get better, you know, like, so it, it more, more, more players, it, you know, it's what, what's good for the goose is good for the gander, I, I guess is what I'm trying to say. That's exactly right. Yeah. The, the ability for someone to come in and, and pick up a deck, uh, you know, without having to invest too much money into it kind of thing is the the way we should be looking at it um you know the vent you mentioned vintage uh i was at the vintage 1k up in raleigh um a couple weeks ago and there were 60 people playing vintage and the only things that most things were proxied in that deck were the power people buy yeah. the cards you know you want to play with your cards so why would you you know limit someone from being able to to do that kind of thing and so many modern decks uh are almost as expensive as legacy decks now minus the dual lands you know most most modern players already have the decks they just don't have yeah, the, the reserve list stuff you know 
The right. brainstorm days ponder. Those uh, are pennies. All the all those cards cost. Yeah, cents on the dollar. Yeah. They need to buy force of wills and occasionally like uh, you know duels or whatever. But like right. yeah, the staples of the format uh, that are played in in the bigger decks are are honestly the all the money is in the mana base. And if they mm-hmm. can just proxy the mana base, a lot of times people will play. Yep, that's exactly right. So yeah, so we've talked about uh the, you know the proxy situation. But let, I, I wanted to dig back into the league uh, again real fast and ask. So you, the the system you have now, uh, you you've been doing for a little over a year. Uh, so we're in our second year. Uh, we're getting, yeah. you know, we're in our the the last month of our third season. Uh, there we go. So, um, you know, right now we have, uh, yes, this is uh, year two essentially. Year two, yeah. Is there anything you change about the way you you run uh, the the league as it is now? Uh, for year three? Yes. So uh, to make it a little bit more uh, uh, su- sustainable uh, is something that uh, we're looking at in the future. Um, you know, right now we're doing $5 entry and you can pay store credit uh, to play kind of thing, which is a great for people who go infinite kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it's not great for the LGS and it's not great for the league itself in terms of sustainability. Um, yeah. So and you want to make sure that you're incentivizing the store to to continue running these events. Correct. Uh, you know, they get a lot of shout outs, you know, no one wants to, you can't, you can't pay your mortgage with, uh, you know, shout outs. You cannot. I've tried. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, moving forward into next year, uh, we're actually going to raise the entry, uh, to $7 and 50 cents. Uh, so $2 and 50 cents more. Yeah, no, so I, di- I didn't want to double it or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the thought process is we leave, uh, the payout the same. Um, so, you know, the payout will still be based on $5 entry, uh, and, uh, you can only buy in with cash, which, you know, I'm working on a, uh, you know, a state of the union address for the league. And so they can understand, uh, my thought process behind it and, uh, you know, the future of the league and where we see it going in, you know, the next three years kind of thing. So I'm looking forward to like the next three years of the league and trying to, to make it better for everyone. I I, I I have I have something to say to you to your league to to the people that uh, are are enjoying are enjoying the format uh, as sort of a um sort I don't know exactly what the word is sort of a tale of caution uh, about about uh you know being upset about about a small increase like that it is it is a fifty percent increase but like when you told me five dollars I was like five dollars you know wow that's so right. low you know. Cause like we were doing, I think we, at the LGS I I hung out at in Brooklyn, we were doing fifteen dollars for Legacy Nights, and I think the winner walked away with like sixty bucks in credit mm-hmm. or whatever, and it was like sixty thirty, uh, and then like twenty twenty twenty, sure, some, something like that. Um, but uh, the the thing I wanted to say is that so there was a point in time where it was LGS that was literally walking distance from where I lived, uh, upped upped it to. Twenty dollars, uh, basically, so they could use like Eventbrite to do the to do their ticketing system. So that they, they just they wanted to make it a little bit easier for for them to do stuff, and they changed a couple of their policies. Things got slightly more expensive, mm-hmm. slightly more expensive. Everyone raised a big stink, and the LGS basically decided, like, you know what? It's not worth the complaints. It's not worth the constant, you know, nagging about like a couple of bucks, so that like you know w- what we're doing is basically a service. To, to the legacy to the legacy community because like 
they're not making a t- you know so many yeah. people had gone infinite you know like had, right. did have a, enough money that like you know you win every four weeks and you know there you go and they're playing other events too so that they were trading in cards and getting to a point where the the LGS wasn't actually making any cash right. on those nights well they eventually walked away from doing from doing legacy from and then eventually walked away from having singles so that all they did uh, and they still do this now all they do is run limited events. And now the place that's walking distance that was walking distance from where I lived uh, basically didn't run any events that I wanted to play in beyond that. So the other place that I could go was there was a place that did, that did it in Manhattan. That was kind of, eh, and the community there was not as good or the place where everyone plays now nineties MTG plays to give you an idea. Uh, I lived here in Brooklyn and Queens is up here. I had to take a train from my place through Manhattan up to Queens. Hour and a half if I wanted to play Legacy on a Monday night. So all that complaining, all that bickering that everybody did basically just like killed a, a place that everyone could play at. And and like looking back, also like an hour and a half there and an hour and a half back. That's three hours just so right. that I could play Legacy. Or I had to take a $40 cab ride. Well, $40 <laughs> is a heck of a lot more than uh than the you know the the extra 250 I would have been paying right. to to you know basically enjoy a, a fun night. So w- one thing I always say to people is w- when when the price goes up like that is like think about the actual value you're getting, not the value on the money that you were paying because one of the things I really do miss about about that was being able to just like hey, I'm just going to go like, you know, walk out my door, walk a couple of blocks and go and go play. And if you're having fun, hang out with your friends and playing like I, I don't think that I even care that much about the cost of the, like what I was winning in the tournament. It was just getting, having a community and being able to play. And I think that that's something that's super important, especially with a league is like having, having those people that you see every week, getting to, getting to BS with them and stuff like that. Cause now I have this, I have this like webcam league cause I moved, I have this webcam league and I can play every week at like the local brewery or whatever that they, they, they get together, which is great. But then, then there's no competition uh really it's just like getting together to jam games and then i have Phil, right and that's 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 all i've got as far as like legacy or uh, until i go to like a large event like we're going to vegas mm-hmm. and that'll be that'll be a blast but like i can't go to vegas every week to play, to play magic you know? right like, right so i i i just i i just as a cautionary tale i, I think that uh it, it's worth reminding people that the value is more than especially 750 like i would pay 750 just to go play play legacy somewhere and have tables, you know, like right. that, that, that to me without anything else, you know, like that, that's, that's the, co- that's almost the cost of like, that's less than the beer, you know, like, sure. Sure. Yeah. 100% worth it. Yeah. It's, you know, three hours of, uh, of entertainment for $7 and 50 cents, which you, you can't get anywhere at this point kind of thing. No. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's been a, a thought for, you know, the past, past couple of months for me kind of thing to uh to do that increase that allows the 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 league to fund itself uh instead of me funding it uh out of pocket yeah, yeah. uh so i think it'll people will be receptive to it uh especially once i lay out the foundation of you know what our plans are and what i'd like to see the league become um over the next three years so yeah I, and and you know we wish you luck here. Obviously, uh, I think I think that this is the sort of thing that uh, more more local players, especially if you have an LGS that has like an open night, 
That's just right. not nothing's happening. More players should look to do to do this sort of stuff to to continue to thrive and foster the legacy community to begin with because it's not dead. Uh, and and for I think for a while it was certainly dying. Right. Um, but there's there's definitely room to bring legacy back into the LGSs. Uh, especially if the you're you're doing proxies, you're making you're, it's and creating a community like a league does. Right. Yeah, the Wizards uh, makes it a little difficult for LGSs to support it because of proxies uh, and the WPN status and stuff like that. Uh, but that's where like the individual comes into play, and the individual, you know, me, uh, I run the league. Uh, the LGS is just allowing me to utilize their space on an open night. And that's a yeah. great way for a store to get around that particular aspect of, uh, of the rules uh, is yeah. that I'm a third party. I'm the one hosting and running the event. Uh, it has nothing to do with the LGS uh, or their status. So they're just basically letting me use their play area on an open night. Yeah, that sounds. So, I mean, that's that's the best of that's the best of all worlds. Is if you can find a way to make it so that uh, no no one's uh, putting their w, WPN st status at, at correct, risk. correct. Yeah, and that should in, inspire like store owners to to embrace someone wanting to to do this in whatever format they want to do. Uh, I you know I bring twenty to twenty five people to a store on a night yeah. that's usually not busy, kind of thing. So yeah. And they're, you know, they're buying, they're buying sleeves, they're buying, uh, you know, sleeves, refreshments, dice. stuff like that, right. dice, yeah, all that stuff. So it, it does, it does work out uh, to the advantage of the, of the shop if they're not, mm -hmm. yet, like I said, like if they're not doing anything that night, they might as well, they might as well get people in there. Sure, sure. So yeah, that's, uh, uh, we'll see what else we have to go over. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh well, uh, I think so. I, one of the other questions that uh, that uh, you posted here that I think was was really interesting was, uh, you know, what steps uh, other people can take to foster and grow their local legacy uh, community. Uh, consistency is the number one thing uh, that you have to have to grow any community, uh, as well as screaming it from the rooftops. Uh, and constantly talking about it uh, to the point where people are like, please shut up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, uh, I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it, takes, it takes someone who is a cheerleader for whatever format uh, you want. And, but the consistency of showing up week in, week out, no matter what, uh, is what it truly takes to run and put together something like this. It has to be centrally located in a way uh, to where people can get to it. Uh, it has to be there. No one wants to show up to a, a night and no one else is there. That's the oh, fastest that's the way for something worst. to die is, yeah. you know, you, you're like, all right, I'm going to go play tonight. And then you get there and there's no one there kind of thing. Yeah. Um, we, had a, as, we had a, a every other week situation at a place and it confused so many people. Right, they were like, "Oh yeah, we can do it every other week." Because like every other week, this ta this table is going to be taken for Warhammer. And I was like, "Just never mind." Like people aren't people aren't going to come if it's not weekly. Right, so if it's not they don't weekly, remember if it's an on or off week. If it's not consistent, <laughs> if you don't have people yeah. consistently showing up, so like if you're the one who wants to foster your own league, your own whatever, uh, you need to be the one that's sitting there before anyone else walks in the door, so they see your face every single time. Uh, and they know that you're going to be there no matter what. 
So yeah, yes, that consistency yeah. is the number one thing. Everything else, uh, you know, is is already been done. Uh, tournaments, you know, leagues, uh, the, all that information is out there and available. It's just how you want to structure your own thing. But the consistency of showing up every week is the most important thing. Yeah. So final thoughts, uh, final notes. Uh, the league's open to everyone in the in the like Charlotte area that can get to the that can get to the shop. Yes. Um, and uh, so and you do like you said you do this every week. What 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 night of the week does this happen? It's happening on Monday night tonight. Uh, so tonight is Mo- Monday. Monday night. Yes. Nice. Uh, we Monday night's Mon- a great night for legacy. Everyone seems to be doing Monday night legacy. Yeah. It's uh. It's Everyone just got done with the first day of work, uh, and all they, you know, they want to come jam cards. So why not? Uh, so we do it Mondays at seven o'clock. Uh, we cap it at three rounds, no matter how many people are there. That way, people can get home at a decent time. Yeah, yeah get back. Um, yeah. So no one wants to, you know, because normally, you know, twenty, twenty-five people showing up, you're five rounds kind of thing. Like people yeah. don't want to do that on a Monday night. So it's capped at three rounds, which also uh, makes it very easy for you to. Uh, know what it's going to take to uh qualify for a tournament like you know there's 10 points uh per week available kind of thing uh if you 3-0 and then there's 52 weeks so like you know you know what it's going to take to to do it uh perfect yeah well charlie it's been a blast having you on uh thanks so much for coming on and talking about this this is a really cool concept and it's it's just a a really great way to push the, the community forward Oh, I thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. And I listen to you guys every week for like at least the past three years. So awesome. Thanks so much. It's been man. great. Thanks so much. Zach. Awesome. Yeah, no problem. Have a good one, everybody. Thanks so much. Hey, thanks for watching. Give this video a like if you can subscribe to the channel and check out this Wildsville drain review.